back to this week's episode of Dum Dum Die, an all-female, all-awesome D&D 5th edition podcast, usually set in my homebrew world of Kalandos, my being me, being Carlo the GM, and I realized I didn't introduce myself last week, so if you listened last week your first time, my name's Carla, hey, what's up? It's me. <laughs> but we're continuing a one-shot in Ravnica. Um, Normally we we do a catch up of what's been happening, but it is only one episode, so I would recommend that you do go back and listen to last week's episode. Uh, but I'm going to recap what did happen if you'd like to just jump into the middle of the action. But before we do a recap, we're going to introduce our players, and they're going to introduce their character names and very very quickly who and what your character is. So starting with Wednesday, I nearly called you Zantalaren. <laughs> That's because I'm sexy. Hi, I'm Wednesday, and in the Ravnica world, I play the mer- the mermaid or merfolk character Daria. She is part of the Sibic Combine adaptationist fanatic. Hi, my name is Denisha, and I am playing Duja, and she is a uh, Loxodon in the Selesnia Conclave. Hi, my name is Kirsten, and uh, in the Ravnica world today, I play Mantil, who is a Vidalcan Simic hybrid. Uh, she is a level 7 wizard, and she's part of the Simic Combine. Hi, my name is Nicole, and I'm playing the character Leah, who is a um, drow, and um, I'm part of the Simic Combine, and... So, catching up what happened previously, previously in our first Ravnica one-shot, the Simic Combine, um, not necessarily our adventuring party, but someone in the Simic Combine basically released genetic mutating spores into the air of Ravnica, and to pay for that person's crimes, uh, the nearest buyer, the nearest people, uh, which was our adventuring party... Uh, the definition of the messenger... Have to pay for the pay for the crimes, and so we're handed over to the Selesnia Conclave to be investigated. Whilst they were there for a month and being interrogated, the Selesnia Conclave's one of their um, local area uh, sort of dryad who lives in a large tree of eighty foot. One day, the tree just got up and walked away, and they worried that the genetic mutation has messed with the dryad's mind. And the dryad's going to go on a rampage throughout Ravnica. So they need to st- stop her before she reaches the outskirts of the Selesnia lands. So to do that, the Selesnia conclave has asked the adventuring party to uh, basically repay what they've done. Whether they will deny or not that situation. And they've sent with them both their, the trusted daughter of one of the highly respected members of the Selesnia conclave, who was Duja as well as a centaur cleric named Moroche. And they are joined by a gruel member who is a merfolk named Cetus, who may or may not be Doria's husband. Dun, dun, dun! <laughs> um, and he, the reason why the gruel are joining, because they believe the tree is heading towards the sort of the boundary line between the Selesnia conclave and the gruel clan. And there is a river. Did you tell them about the river, Duja? I don't think you... No. So the Selesnia Conclave and the Gruul member would know that the river is a healing river and they're hoping that the Dryad is driving her tree, basically, to the river to to heal herself of this genetic mutation. Make it sound like it's a wonky car. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's a very stable car. I mean, and 
you have to get there within the next day. On the way there, they were disrupted by mutated deer and one of the beast masters from the Selesnia Conclave, which is called a horn caller, appears to be there as well. So we pick up in the middle of the fight as it is Cetus's turn. He is going to go for the uh, vine deer, the deer vine. But uh, no, okay, good. <laughs> He's going to try and attack it. He does. He drops the two daggers that he was holding between his ring finger and his pinky finger to uh, almost pin the the vine beast into place. And he is going to take his swords and stab twice because he can. And as he slices towards it, he basically does a, a scissor motion. So he crosses his blades in front of him and chops off the vine beast's head. As it falls down, anyone nearby, so that's actually everyone. Everyone's nearby. Why do I feel like it's going to be bad? <laughs> do you see the vine, the, underneath the vines, there is, it looks almost like rotted meat. And it looks like the vines have, are not on the surface of the, of the deer's skin, but have actually embedded inside. And it's wherever, and the rot is the most wherever the vines are touching. That then brings it to Daria. Is the, is Amara still on the ground crying? Uh, she is. Okay, I'm going to use my martial arts to attempt to restrain her. Basically. Restrain her? A grapple so that she can't actually do anything. She doesn't appear to be doing anything. I'm worried she's going to attack again. Okay, you go and you can, <laughs> I'll allow it. She doesn't fight you off. Okay. She is, as you approach her, you can smell rot yeah. very strongly. All right, that brings it to, there's only two vine beasts left. The one that was near you, Daria, which is going to try and attack you. Seven does not hit your armor class. Not even close. Does nothing. And the one nearest to you, Duja. Fifteen? Does it hit that's, your armor that's class? That's the one oh. that's blind, hey. <laughs> it does, yes. Oh, it's blind. Yeah, Sorry, so disadvantage. Ah, okay, it rolled well. Uh, 50? Oh, it does, damn. yes. Okay, as it takes you and grabs you within the vines and starts squeezing the vines, because you're already grappled and restrained, please take eight points of damage. Oh, goodness. Wow. She lets out a little bit of a... a sp- a scream <laughs> of pain. <laughs> An elephant scream. A trumpet of pain. But a, a feminine one. Yes. Uh, that brings it to you, Leah. Leah is going to... Do I only get advantage on True Strike? Or anything Only else? on her. Because okay. hers are the only defenses you know. Yeah. Plus Daria is holding her. So there's um, two beasts to attack and uh, the humanoid. I think Leah's going to assume that the humanoid controls the beasts. So the rapier that she that she has, she's going to run and how are you? How are you holding? Um, how's Daria holding? So Daria's holding her from, from behind with her arms encircling her. So you could stab her from the from side. The side. Yeah, that's what... Yeah, if you stab her from the front, you'll skewer them both. Yeah. Uh, Leah's gonna... Can Duja call out at this point and be like, 
Wait, I, I think I know who this person is. Uh, you can. Um, does okay. that sway you? As you see uh, Leah draw her blade and run towards... Uh, yeah, it does, it does sway me. So, okay. Leah is going to then look at Duja and then just kind of be like, okay, and then just cast Enhance Ability. On Duja or on, on yourself? On Duja. So, so as, as Leah's running and Duja calls out, Leah's going to turn and run towards Duja and touch touch, touch her. Um, and basically what that is, is you touch creature and bestow upon it a magical enhancement, choose one of the following effects, the target gains that effect until the spell ends. So I am going to, I'm going to cast Bolt Strength on Duja. So what that does is, just give me a second. Bolt Strength, the target has advantage. There we go. On strength checks, right? Yeah. Which is useful because that's actually what she needs. Yeah. Uh, then Mirage uh, sees, uh, hears you cry out in pain. He rushes towards you and he tries to trample the vine beast in front of you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which he does with that roll. He basically tramples the vines completely flat. And as that beast that was in front of you is trampled almost he almost flattens it like it's on the threshing floor. Um, and as he tramples it with his hooves, you see that not only is there like plant matter of the vines, there's also animal matter. And then your vines fall away. That brings it to you, Duja. Okay, I'm actually going to disengage from the battle. I'm going to retreat, rather. Okay, where are you going to go? And I'm going to approach Amara. All right. And I'm going to attempt to speak to her. Yeah. And I'm going to say, Amara, can you hear me? She just seems to be crying, but you can see her eyes because you're looking closely and um, Daria's holding her. You can see her eyes. Roll perception for me. You need to put some <laughs> dice, dice gel there. Five. Her eyes are flittering about. You think she's trying to say something to you, but it, I mean... I don't know. Who can say? <laughs> Is anyone else going to try and attack her? Because then I'm going to drop out of initiative. Nope. Okay. Dropping out of initiative. Uh, Mar- Is she, sorry. Is she really, really hurt? Or just upset? As you look closely at her, as you guys, I assume you're all going to approach her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm already there. As you approach <laughs> her and you can feel, uh, feel Wednesday that she's not... She never fought you, but she, you almost are starting to hug closer and closer to yourself. It's almost like her body's collapsing inwards. God. Okay. Can, um, and she looks, uh, she, you can see the mold is still pulsating and you can feel where you're holding her. If you're, where your skin touches it, it feels, it's like that. It's not wet mold. It's dry. So it feels chalky against your skin. The mold is spreading extremely fast. You can probably only see it's basically just her forehead and her hair. And so just above the bridge of her nose is left open. Can uh, Mantille perform detect poison and disease? I'm not sure if you would find that appropriate for this context. You know what? I'll allow it. Yeah, I feel like that's probably one of the best ones you could do. 
especially since you saw the lab. The lab. <laughs> okay, cool. So it says for the duration, you can sense the presence and location of poisonous, poisons, poisonous creatures and diseases within 30 feet of you. And I mean, uh, you also identify the kind of poison, poisonous creature or disease in each case. The spell can penetrate most barriers, but is blocked by one foot of stone, one inch of common metal, a thin sheet of lead or three feet of wood or dirt. And obviously I know it's around everywhere, but like basically what she's trying to do is, is like find, almost examine it to find a way to try and help reverse, stop the effects that's, obviously eating Amara alive at the moment. You realize as you cast this, so yes, okay, uh, how that spell works. Mm -hmm. Technically, you would be flagged by everything that's basically not the people in your party. Yeah. You do feel like you get a little tinge off of um, uh, Cetus. Ew. Husband dearest, oh dear. But it's it's slight. It's Mm -hmm. very slight. You realize that... It's too far gone and the mold's going to take over her whole body. But then the way it's looking like it's moving is then this mold would be sent like, um, not sentient, but it would be moving. Mm-hmm. It would be able to move and touch stuff. And, and you see that it's Daria, Daria. <laughs> it, 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 it does appear to be pulsing where Daria is holding it. Daria, I would let go of her right this instant. And Mantil, because knowing Daria, she's not going to react well to being told to do something. So she kind of wants to take the tentacles and move her arms away. All right. Um, if Daria lets you. Can I cast chill on this mold thing? I've got, oh, it's not really a casting ability, but I can do things with elements. Yeah. I don't know if this will work. It says, chill up to one pound of non-living flesh for up to an hour. It's living. So you move Daria's hands away? Can I do it? Yeah, I'm not going to. Okay. Uh, do you that? May I attempt to speak to her again? Yeah. So we're out of initiative, so now you can just... Can go. I help her with, like... Because I have... Comprehend languages, but I'm not particularly using it like trying to assist her with like figuring out what she's trying to say. If she's you're just you're also gonna look okay at the reply because the mold has covered her mouth. Okay, cool. So she'd have to signal to you with her eyes because you imagine she can't talk anymore because the the crying has now turned into a muffled, almost a thick breathing. If that makes sense. Okay. So I'm going to say because we are semi combine and our experts are talking underwater, which is, <laughs> we can help. <laughs> Translation, yes? I rolled a 14. Okay. Uh, what are you asking? Just if she can hear me, if she can understand me. You can, you can see in her, uh, you can see in her eyes that she's giving, the way she's looking at you is like, yes, she, under, she understands you. And at the same time, she looks and, you know, uh, (laughs) Mantille, you know this look because it's the look a lot of um, science experiments get when they realize, when a lot of the Guardian Project volunteers realize that their mutations are, are not 
good adaptations and are kind of it's the kind of kill me now look. Uh, so you don't see that. She's do very aware of that look. You you recognize that that um, glint in the eye. <laughs> so she she nods that yes, she understands you. The saddens Duja. Marosh comes up behind you and um, sort of places his hand on your shoulder, Duja, and he says, "I th- I think we should put her out of her misery." Maybe you should use the fire. And he holds out his hand, but he looks at you, Duja, for you to say yes. Before um, before Duja says anything, Leah's just going to ask, is there no way that we can poison the mold just on its own? Cause, and then she's just basically going to explain and say she has um, a chromatic orb spell. Mantil would know that that wouldn't work because it's basically combined with the host body, so... So it won't work. Intensely. It is too late. You can do the acid thing on, on that one attached to it. And then, yeah, Leah's just going to say, Marosh, what do you think about this? What do you think? Marosh is holding on his hand uh, and it's it's f- radiating with a, a glow and he's he's only has eyes for Duja as he says, do you want me to? Duja sighs very heavily and... Um, she almost appears unable to make a decision here. Uh, Can Cetus from the back says, if we're not going to fight it, we might as well kill it and move on. It is not an it. Don't be disrespectful. Look, we're wasting a lot of time, guys. We and need she, to make a decision Mantille now. Mantille puts her hand on Dusha's thing. She's like, being an experiment of my own. There is a look in this Mara person's face. Of when an experiment does not go well, it is time. And she like squeezes her ginormous elephant shoulder. Yeah, she's reaching her hand up very high. Yeah. Can Duja be convinced by that? You tell me. Should I roll persuasion? Okay. <laughs> no. <laughs> Look, no. Uh, at that, Marosh is also going to try and give you like a, like a gentle, like a soft nudge of, yes, okay. I mean, it's the right thing to do. Four. <laughs> um, I'm just going to say, Marush, use the fire. Use the fire now. The longer it takes, um, the worse it's going to be for the host. These are usually contained in tanks when we do these experiments. Everything now is wild and, and doing its own uncontrolled yeah. genetic modification. It's, it's very dangerous to keep it like this. Do we know that um, she's going to raise us? Do we know that um, Duja and Amara know each other, or she did say yeah. that she knows her? Okay, and she did ask everyone to wait. And you can see from the fact that Marosh, who was like leading, yeah, mm-hmm. is waiting for her, does say something. Mantil also will, remember will you you are still kind of prisoners. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. At that, everyone sees a blade flying through as it lands directly in her chest. And Sita says, right, we can move on. <gasps> yes. As she crumples. Okay. Um, and then he comes and pulls his blade out and he wipes it. And he, he doesn't seem perturbed by anybody. Um, I'm going to just turn to Marush and say, burn the body now. Hold on. And then she wants to take some of the mold 
Because I'm assuming that the, the ray of frost and the blade went at the same time because that's what Montel was going to do anyway to help make it a more painless experience. Is it? Were you going to wait for some, Duja to confirm? No, she wasn't waiting. Okay, so then it actually happened at the same time. Yeah. So what she wants to do, she wants to take some of that frozen mold, mold and put it very carefully by not touching it in a jar. Which you have because you yeah, were given back and all seal, your... And seal the jar and she's like, I will look at this later. And... Carries on walking. Yes, burn the body. And then, and then going you can see that it's the mold shattered. I'm not taking any chances with this stuff. Uh, so Marosh uh, sort of bends his head to you, and he like gives you a little head uh, boop, like a soft one, Duja. And then he and then he whispers something in Sylvan uh, that you would know speaking Sylvan, uh, but basically he says, uh, "May your may your spirit rest forever with Matt Lesnia. And then he. Sacred flames, the body. And then he actually moves around and he does it to each of the vine beasts and he says the same thing. Uh, Cetus is cleaning his weapon and he looks at you, Duja, and he says, well, you're welcome. And he puts it back in his um, holster. Duja doesn't respond. She's just crying very softly. <laughs> I like, yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> the, the trunk, like, can my tail take, like, a tentacle with a handkerchief and, like, dab? You can, <laughs> but she's not looking back. But the tentacles doing it. Yeah. So Cetus starts walking because he knows where where you're going. How long does your detect poison spell last? It says concentration up to ten minutes. Yeah. So you're not mm. casting anything. Was your ray of frost a concentration spell? Um, I don't think so. I don't think it is concentration. No, it's instantaneous. So you start heading towards where you're going. Uh, you can sense that the poison, is, it's getting more as mm. you're progressing inwards. You can see that the tree's obviously been through this yeah. area. You're going to continue walking. As you walk, um, Duja, Marosh is going to come up to you and tap you lightly on the shoulder and cast Cure Wounds on you. Are you going to accept? Yes. Uh, take 12 points of healing healing. What? Not damage. Take 12 points of healing non-damage. Like no, you don't have to roll it. It's just the 12 points. Oh, oh, I've rolled it. It's what he gives oh, you. Okay. You guys are going to head towards the river. You don't know you're going to the river. Duja, Marosh, and Cetus know. Cetus, uh, however, has said, as he started off into the woods, and you can sense the poison is getting, like it's thick, mm-hmm. and you're starting to see there are some eyes. They appear to be staying away from you guys. However, you can feel and see things skittering in Mm. the grove. And even though you know it's supposed to be a grove and it's supposed to be uh, quite open and airy to a degree um, and everything in orderly lines, it appears to have spread. So the trees' roots are spreading. You can see trees' roots up above the ground layer. Once again, very... Like some have protrusions, some have molds, some have what appear to be moths or animals that are have been ingested into the trees. So there's strange things happening mm. everywhere. Can, um, can Mantil, um she wants to take the, the frozen mold out, but she wants to examine it for something like like a weakness 
of that mold, like something that could develop an antidote to the spores and, and their effects. You would need a lab and also probably for the uh, mold to defrost. <laughs> okay. Potentially. Daria is going to walk up ahead with Cetus. Also you? because now she's, she's on guard. So she's standing in like a warrior pose, like defensive, basically getting ready for a fight. <laughs> As she does this, you see he does sort of move closer towards her. They're not touching, but he he he, he walks a little bit closer towards her. <laughs> Marosh and Duja also. Marosh is walking quite close to Duja. I think we are the spare wheels in a couple line. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely agree, so. Are you guys going to do anything? Can Duja approach the foresty area and kind of investigate if she knows anything about this mold? So you actually know from your scouts and things, and it's part of what they're discussing. You see the mold in some places, but in other places it's not mold. Um, and your scouts have all said, coming back, everything that was touched by the spores or somehow ingested it reacts differently. So some have mold, some are, you know, growing extra additional appendages. So uh, you would know that the mold is not necessarily the cause it was the cause for Amara, but it's not the cause for everyone else. Everyone else. So you would know from the vines, it was vines that overtook those deer's bodies. It's so everything is affected differently. It, it, your scouts think it depends on what, where the spores landed and how they were ingested as to what the final outcome is. And Sorry. nothing else that Mantiel would know from research of, and the Guardian project, especially because that was what she was involved in and basically what they're trying to emulate in, in real life. Like if, they're, if putting them in tanks would, would help with making the process more successful to be, because the whole point of this thing was to be beneficial for them and it looks like it's killing them. Well, some of them seem to be surviving. They're just weird. Are you calling like, them I mean, weird? <laughs> like, I mean, some of those plants look great, but they're purple <laughs> with weird protrusions. Like, so some are dying, but mm -hmm. the, the dying is few and far between. Okay. Everything seems to be living, but strange. Mm. Just in terms of recollection, do we sort of know how the spores were meant to be absorbed? Like, is it a, like, do you breathe them in? Do you eat them? Do you it's like everything. It's contact and breathing. Yeah, like they, this, that kind of genetic modification was done in the tank. So it was, you were breathing it, you were eating it, you were drinking it, you were surrounded okay. in it, yeah. you were. Yeah. And I mean, these were all discussions you would have had in your interrogation and in your yeah. jail cell you would realize that the reason they put it in people's bodies as the explosion was so that it could it could be called to organic and living material. So the trees probably got it through water that was in the yeah. Yeah, in their roots and stuff. And then the animals breathed it in or ate a mushroom water, covered in yeah. spore. Yeah. If it's water, everything will be affected. So yeah. Okay, we carry on walking. Yeah. All right. As you you are nearing uh, the river, you know the river's uh, probably 40 minutes away. Um, and based on how tall the tree is, uh, Duja, Marosh comes up to you and he says, 
should we tell them where we're going? He whispers. He says, should we tell them where we're going? Because we'll get there soon. And if we don't tell them, they'll soon see the tree if the tree is indeed there. Duja nods as she is quite diplomatic. Right. <laughs> and he says, well, you're the leader, so... And he gestures with his head like, tell the people. <laughs> We're heading to the river, the Miracle River. She says the name in Sylvan and then she translates it for you. Okay, as soon as Mantilla hears river, she's like, water? <laughs> oh, this is amazing. Duja nods. As Caesar shouts back, he means you mean the river for the week. Why do they call it that? Because only weaklings need healing. No, why do they call it a miracle? You it's are sort of a douchebag, just saying. <laughs> and, he, and he looks at you and he's like, what's a douchebag? You. And he goes, okay. This is not a compliment. Neither are you. And he carries oh. on walking. <laughs> Material is like insulted. Leah's <laughs> just going to like whisper under her breath, he's such a child. This is why I have no friends. No friends. I thought we were so friends. So you are continuing this whole area. Obviously, this is a part of the Silesnia conclave was living on like subsistence farming, right? So you've been walking through groves this whole time. Mm. Just yeah. saying. Groves of weird. Groves of weird. That That is, what Says is it growing? Merfolk. Weird. <laughs> Says the walking merfolk. You are like the definition of weird. Why Says you the, the tentacle person. Shh. Yeah. Wow. I did not say I was not weird. You know you're in a strange party when the least strange is the drow and the elephant person. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, Leah's just going to be like, getting back to business, guys. What is this miracle river? And what makes it miraculous and can science explain it? It supposedly has healing powers. You can see, as, you, as you're talking... You st- can start to see above the grove, uh, like in the distance, you can see the top of the tree that you're after. Okay. Do we see it? Do we you all guys see can, it? You we can all see so, it. Because it's sort of in the distance on your horizon okay. eyeline. I am assuming the um, leafy one we are looking for is there. <laughs> I'm going to do a uh, fast a run run. To get, medium fast. To get there. Not medium fast, fast, fast. <laughs> My normal walking speed is 40 feet. As you start breaking out into run, so does Cetus. You see they begin to run, uh, Duja, as you spoke. Mantille will start running, realize she's really unfit, and stop running soon <laughs> after. Uh, Leah's also going to run, but Leah's... Yeah, she Leah's can run slow. for about 15 minutes. Okay, what is your running? Speed? 30 feet. 30 feet. And Duja will also run ahead. Maroche is going to canter uh, as he stays behind with uh, with the bulk of the group. All right, everyone is running full tilt. Yeah, yeah. it's just because uh, I want to get a, a look at sort of what's happening around the tree before we actually get into the area proper with everyone. Cetus and uh, you will arrive, yeah, I'd say like 10 minutes before everyone else. You're nearing it, and as it grows in your vision, you can see there's probably about – from the edge of the groves, because they didn't take it all the way to the water, there's 200 feet from the edge of the groves to the water. And the tree appears to be soaking its roots in that water. 
Are there mushrooms growing on it or? I mean, they, they look to be, yeah. Okay. But those mushrooms l- were there. Okay, so they don't look weird or out of place. The what tree do? doesn't look odd aside from the... I mean, they do. Yeah, but you've seen them before, so... So they, they haven't disappeared or anything? No, they haven't disappeared mm. or anything. But yeah, that's what you see. How far away are we from the river? Uh, so you were about an hour away. So you ran, you've been running for a while. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I would have wanted to get uh, closer to the river, to the actual tree, like as close as possible. So it's a clearing? Yeah. So you would be out, fully out in the yes, open? Yes, I'm not can. going to hide. I'm a monk anyway. There's, there's, there's no point. Oh, I'm right. just too good for that. I'm too good to hide. Damn. Um, I'm going to support her. You would only get there 10 minutes after this. Okay. So she is, you're not going to wait? No, I'm not going to wait. I'm going to, because I want to, I want to know what's happening with the tree <laughs> so that <laughs> I can formulate an idea of what to do when everybody comes. <laughs> As you start to walk, Cetus grabs you. And he stops you and he says, we should wait for everyone else. Which you know is a weird thing for him to say. That's really weird. And he says, did you not listen when they said there's a dryad as part? That is part. If the dryad is even half as broken as the previous horn caller, a dryad will turn you into fish sticks in no time. And I, for one, do not want to see that. Aw, hubby kids. kind of cute, guys. Okay, I'm going to hang back, but I shake off his hand, like, you know, that don't touch me kind of like, you're not an adaptationist, <laughs> non-semi-combine, ew. Yeah. And he says, <laughs> and he says, the plan is whatever they say, whatever the Selesnia tree huggers say, we're going to kill that dryad. If it's, if it's turned weird from your crazy experiments because you two, your two guilds want to, mess with the balance of life then it deserves to die and we're gonna murder it okay okay it's a cruel thing to say jeez <laughs> yeah uh so, so they're gonna wait till they're gonna wait on the edge of the clearing for you guys you guys eventually come up uh marosh hasn't even broken a sweat Matilda is like Tentacles are like pulling her forward now. <laughs> She's so unfit. Yeah. You're probably going to need a five minute, like a, a, a ten minute breather before. It, if you continue, if the two of you continue, so Leah and um, yeah, Mantil, you would ha- take a lot of stuff at disadvantage. Uh, you all see the tree, um, and you see that the roots are actually in the water. You can still see the mushrooms that were growing on it in purple. Can everyone roll perception for me? Roll Oh, natural 20. 16. Unnatural 20. Nine. Okay, so everyone, <laughs> not Mantil, not Cetus, and not Moroche, see coming around the trunk. So someone was almost laying, checking that all the roots were lying in the water. And coming around the trunk is a large, very thin humanoid that has light green skin and you can see it has pox of like pock marks of blue on its on its legs uh, which is also where the mushrooms on the tree are at the bottom of the tree and is wearing 
it's almost a dress made out of made out of leaves, but it's it's not it's not sh- it's shaped like clothing, but it's not clothing. So it's what what it imagines clothing would look like, and it has brown hair flowing down its back. You would know this as the dryad. Okay, to. Duja, how, how, how do we know if the water is working? Hmm, we have to detect if there is Duravati present in the water. What is that? That is the magical source of this land. Can Mantil do detect poison and disease again? You can. Okay. Uh, you might have to be closer. This is 200 can feet. Stealth closer? It's an open clearing. Well, it's a south thing for for 30 feet. So she wants to... I'm assuming it's like a semicircle clearing with the river. So no, actually, as you uh, look outside of the grove, Mm -hmm. the grove of weird, uh, you see that the river on your left sort of leads up into a curve curving away from you guys. And up further, the the groves sort of continue as far as the eye can see. I can see, keeping the same distance away from the river. And okay. then looking to your right, the river also continues down. So it's almost like a a flat plane. So the groves can... don't touch it at all. No, the saying. groves are okay, two hundred cool. feet away. Um, um, I mean, here and there, there's a tree, or so. I mean, you could run to a tree. Run to mm. another tree. Would you uh, when the dryad wasn't looking? Would um, Mantil? Would you say that you want to cast that? Yeah, because I have fly, and so I'm not sure you could pick up Mantil. She's huge. No, no. I t- um, it she says you touch a willing creature. The target gains a flying speed of sixty feet <laughs> for the duration. When the spell ends, the target falls if it is still aloft, unless it can stop the fall. Would you be able to stop the fall? Yeah, she has featherfall because she has massive manta wings. <laughs> okay, cool. So um, nice. So Leah's gonna Leah's gonna cast uh, fly oh on Mantil. What a game! Oh no! Mantil is not in the confidence. People first just goes to being a cocky shit. Oh my gosh! <laughs> okay, cool. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> Can I roll stealth while I'm flying? Well, gliding, using my manta wings? Yeah, so I mean, you're gonna like wait till the dryad's looking a different way. Yeah, and she like wants to like sneakily go like. Mm. Okay. Duja informs Marosh that she can see the dryad, but she doesn't let it on to everybody else. Okay. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, you have heard them discussing, uh, no. but they've been discussing that they're going to the river. They haven't mentioned yeah, that they we saw or yeah, haven't seen the dryad. Okay, I'm going to start walking forwards, but I'm keeping an eye on Cetus because I want to be able to sort of almost watch his premeditated movement. Yeah. So he's drawing his weapons. Uh, Marosh is going to try and stop you from moving forward. I'm going to... Um, and he says, we should make a plan. The plan is to bring the tree back as well as the dryad and heal them. Walking out into a clearing where they could squash you is not a good idea. At which point he sees you start jumping out into the... Well, she... <laughs> I, I mean, and he did hear your plan, actually. Okay. So he's like, so basically she let's wait and hear back what your friend has to say about the water. Mm. So I've got another thing called identify. 
So that's what she wants to cast in the water because of the fact that it may have these magical properties. So what Identify does is you choose one object that you must touch through the casting of the spell and the object would be some water, water that she would hold. Um, if it is a magic item or some other magic imbued object, you learn its properties and how to use them, whether it requires attunement to use and how many charges it has, if any. You learn whether any spells are affecting the item and what they are. If the item was created by a spell, you learn which spell created it. If you instead touch a creature throughout the casting, you learn what spells, if any, are currently affecting it. So she just wants to do that on the water to see if this thing that she's been saying is present. But she would never go into the clearing. She wants to kind of do this as sneakily as possible, get into the water and then get under the water. So you can uh, go like further up yeah. and then come uh, go across the clearing higher up yeah. the bank and then go into the water there. Mm. Yeah. So basically she wants to do it as far out of sight of the tree because she doesn't know whether the dryad is there or not, but she doesn't want to... You didn't see the dryad. Yeah, no, but that's what I'm saying. She doesn't know if it's there or and not. And no one said it to you. Yeah, okay. so she wants to kind of just go away from the tree and check out the water to see if it could help the tree. Okay, so Duja told you what mm. you're looking for. Okay. Uh, so, you can do that. I'm not going to yeah. make you roll styles because I'm going to assume you're going to take your time. So yes. if, as long as you let this take 10 minutes. Yes. Yeah, so, yeah, that's what um, I was going to say. It's only, it, it's only going to last 10 minutes. Okay. She, needs, she needs a minute to cast identify. Cool. So she's happy to collect it in a jar maybe and then bring it back and cast identify so that as soon as she learns anything, she can share it with everyone. Okay, so Mantille comes back holding a jar. Uh, everyone has been patiently waiting for you. Marosh and I assume Duja recommended that. That's what everyone does. Mm -hmm. Okay. Cast cool. identify. Yeah, cast it. As you cast it, you do sense almost, you sense magical essence. So it's, it's not like it's been shaped into a spell or it's, a magical item, but mm. you do sense like very, very thin. There is a magical essence that flows through the water and you can't detect any of the poison. Okay. Or what that magical essence does, however, we don't, you know, it's like, what does air do? You know, it, it, it's just a thing. It's neither, it doesn't have a purpose. It just, is essence. Okay. I need to take a sample from one of the trees here because this doesn't look like it's been affected by the spores. And I want to check if the area and would she, okay, can we just say from perception wise, will we see that this area, the grove, the trees that we're in have been affected? So the, the grove, yes. Uh, yeah. the, the trees, as the trees get nearer mm -hmm. to the water, the trees nearest the water. So there's not a lot of trees, but there's one or two trees. Like, you know, um, they're not planted trees. They're casual trees. Does that make sense? Like the casual cas trees. They're casual about their tree life. Um, you know, Blazing they hashtag, they woke up like this. Um, <laughs> they're, they seem fine. Okay. The, but only the ones near. So it, it almost looks like um, the poison has gotten very intense in the middle of the grove mm. and all the way here. And then it almost looks like it's gradiently 
going lessening down. as okay. it near as the water. Mantil will note that, and then she's going to just draw the own conclusion that everyone she will can say see to that. Everyone. I mean, no. it's quite—it's um, kind of blatant. I think this water may be the answer to what we're looking for, but I need to examine the tree that the dryad is in. So that means that the dryad is fine then. I hope, but we need to check. Um, everyone, roll perception for me. Much better. 26. 20. Why am I rolling so cock today? <laughs> Is this perception, yes? Yeah. Okay. 11. 9. You're going to So 9 it. and 11 don't cut it, but everyone else can see that the mushrooms on the base of the tree are changing color from a blue to, they're turning into a, a brownie gray so like less mushroomy color, less radioactive, more mushroom. Yes, <laughs> and it's slow, but it is gradually like the blue is fading. Um, and also, you can see on those who can see the dryad, see that the pock marks are also fading. Okay. The blue pock marks. Can Sylvain? Oh Lord, mm. I'm in the tomb of annihilation. <laughs> <laughs> um, can Mantil go to Daria? Mm. And she wants Daria to wash her hands wherever she touched the affected Amara and wash her hands in the water. And then Mantil wants to intensely look at Daria's hands to see if, um, like, those traces have kind of gone away. Okay, I'll do it. I'm used to this experiment thing. You do. They do. uh, uh, Because it was so faint, Mm. um, it disappears quite quickly. This... This is the answer. And she gets very excited. And her, her manta, she's got massive manta ray fins that they kind of start flapping in excitement. Mirosh Mar- uh, grabs, grabs you and says, shh, quiet. Can you not see the dryad is there? No, where? She's and standing points, right and there. And as, as he points, you can suddenly see <laughs> oh, the dryad. <laughs> oh, it's like one of those, like, you know, when you're looking for where's Wally and then they point out and you're like, oh, why didn't I see him the whole time? I was looking directly at him and did not see him. Get yeah. out of nowhere. Yeah, so anyone who couldn't see the dryad now can. Okay. Lovely. Cool. Okay. Can Duja cautiously approach the dryad and maybe strike up a conversation? Yes, I mean, you would know that living in your Venati, you know, the Dryad is a benevolent, um, you know, almost looks after the area and really cares about the community it's built. Uh, also, the people who live in that Venati kind of only live there if, if the Dryad thinks they'll fit in well. So the Dryad does like you okay. Okay, as what? much as it likes anyone who lives in its, in its area. Yeah. While Duja's doing this, I'm going to keep my eye on Cetus just because I know what he wants to do. So I'm watching him very closely. I'm, like I want to be ready. So if he makes a move to attack, I can sort of mitigate that. Okay. He is casually following but at a distance. Marosha is going to also follow at a bit of a distance. What are you two doing? Mantil Leah will walk Mantil. with Marosh. Leah will follow. Okay. So Leah right at the back. Marosh, Cetus, uh, Mantil, and Daria. And then 20 feet in front of them uh, is Duja. Okay, so she very cautiously approaches and she says, Dryad, 
I'm assu- I don't know. <laughs> do you, do, you do know her name. Sorry. <laughs> Have I not given you her name this whole time? Maybe. Um, I wasn't paying attention. Uh, no, I haven't. Okay. It's Lestrana. Lestrana, we are from the Silesnia Conclave. Do you recognize us? She tilts her head. You can see, and now that you're closer, you can see that the mushrooms are slowly changing. And we're as up close, uh, and you know from when the tree was still in the area, mm-hmm. was um, they were misshapen. They're starting almost to plump up a little bit and looked like a fungi that's growing on the bottom of a tree. So relatively healthy fungi that, you know, aren't going to destroy the tree or anything like that. She tilts her head and she nods. She says, I, I know you, and I know that one. And she points at the centaur. And she says, and those were your prisoners, were they not? They are still our prisoners. I am a prisoner, yes, that is me, prisoner of science. Says, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Duja asks, are you Okay. Uh, She says, I don't understand the question. We were sent to rescue you. And and she starts laughing, but it comes with, uh, it's it's a delightful sound to hear. It almost makes everyone nearby smile. And she says, but we are fine. That is so sweet of you. You are are very young. From, uh, I guess we wouldn't know dryads at all to know their age. You wouldn't know. Yeah. Okay. Uh, you, anyone in the Silesnia Conclave knows she's like, her tree is huge and old. So she's probably also very old. Duja just stares around blankly, like almost as if asking for help. <laughs> uh, Marosh suddenly just canters up a little bit faster. <laughs> and he says, the awkward elephant. And, and he bows to the dryad and he goes, uh, Lady Lestrana, uh, I'm glad to hear you are well. And he looks at the the rest of you and is like, come on. So Matthew suddenly gets like super professional, like <laughs> combs her like, tentacles back. Like, combs her tentacles back, like calms them down because they're clearly very excited that this water seems to be the answer, but she can't exactly explain how without probably the use of her lab. <laughs> so she she walks up and she's like, Again, her excitement is shown by her her manta fins um, just flapping a little in anticipation. Mm-hmm. Mantia goes, Lady Lestrana, um, I do apologize for the unfortunate actions of my guild. I am not adaptationist, even though I have chosen adaptation as my form of being. Mm-hmm. The last thing we would want is for you to go under undue stress or we have seen many adaptations on our way to you that did not end well and we wanted to check on one of the most important people in and beings in the Sidlesnia Conclave to see if there was anything we could do to help. Do you mind if I... Uh, inspect you <laughs> and the, the tentacles go up after just calming it down and they like do like bunny ear inspect you from uh, behind he, she says I'd rather you didn't and she steps back and 
at that morose sort of steps in front of you like okay. uh, sorry I did not mean to insult hold on one second can Mantil keep talking from behind Marosh or is she trying to do something? Please can everyone make a wisdom saving throw. 19. Oh, God. <laughs> um, 24. 8. 22. So only you failed of the player characters, Leah. Yep. While they are talking, you suddenly realize and with perfect clarity actually recall that when you were walking towards the grove yeah everything was fine except when Duja and Marosh and Cetus actually went ahead of you guys and they launched something into the air and you are pretty sure that you've discovered they are trying to build a conspiracy that is making the Simic Combine fall in basically trying to get the Simic Combine murdered by all the other guilds by trying to say that the Simic Combine has genetically mutated the entire part of Ravnica. And you remember very clearly hearing... Uh, Marosh and Duja talking about how they actually knew Radu, who was the yeah, who was the scientist who cast it, and the Golgari um, uh, scientist. Yeah, they've been planning this um, kind of coup to try and get the Simic Combine in trouble for for like nine years because the Golgari scientist and Radu were part of Simic Combine for a couple of years yeah. before the explosion. And so the entire thing is actually being orchestrated by Selesnia, Golgari, and potentially Gruul to try and get the other guilds to all want to turn on the Simic Combine and root them out and murder everyone. And you okay. know this for a fact. This is definitively what has happened. Um, and anything I didn't... So you hear a voice whispering. You don't realize it's a voice, but a voice yeah. whispers to you this event. And your memory will always be modified this way. It mm -hmm. will always be this memory. Yeah. And any, any gaps or blank spots, your mind will automatically fill oh. with what, what works. So the whole time when you were walking and when you saw their friend, obviously they poisoned that friend. Yeah. And that's why that friend was dead. And why that friend was so overtaken by the mold. And that's also why this dryad is fine. Because... They're all in cahoots. They're all in cahoots together. Okay. Um, can the, the four that succeeded... Uh, I'm going to, what you're going to do is going to happen next. Okay. And you also think, you don't think uh, Mantil and Dorian know. So you don't think th they saw. Okay. Uh, you don't know if they cast magic that they didn't see it, but s somehow they didn't see this thing happen. Yeah. Uh, and your mind fills in the blank of why that happened. Like, it doesn't seem suspicious to At you. All. You're just like, they're so sneaky. They know exactly yeah. what to do. The f people who pass, so basically it's actually mm. only you two, Marosh and Cetus did not pass. 
you see when the dryad when you were talking and Marosh stood in front of you um Mantil, uh you see quite clearly Duja because you were near uh you see on Cetus um mm. uh, Daria you see his face is, goes blank for a moment. not blank but almost you know uh, relaxed it's, it's the face you make when you're sleeping mm. when your face relaxes because your mind's not working Mantil, you see it on Marosh's face and at that, um, Duja, you hear in the dryad's voice, she whispers to you and she says, you must get away from here as quickly as you can. My mind is not my own. Uh, they will turn on you. And she jumps back into the tree. What is everyone going to do? Oh One shit. at a time. So Go. Leah is going to run down to where... Mantil and Daria are and basically like shout and tell them like what's happening like they're evil get away from them this is their fault they're, they're trying to murder they're, the yeah, they're trying combine. to kill everyone and then at that she is going to cast is everyone else thinking of what they're going to do mm-hmm. based on the information that they know or don't know yeah. or <laughs> definitively know what the characters definitively know. Yeah. So you saw her, the Dryad Duja, mm. uh, basically transport back into the tree. So mm. now the Dryad is in the tree. In so, the tree. Uh, the Dryad only spoke to Duja. Roll perception for me. Uh, actually, yeah, that's a roll perception. Also, please, Daria. Get over 10 and you heard. Yeah, I got 11. 18. You heard uh, uh, as the Dryad. It's not that the dryad whispered. It mm-hmm. it felt like almost the dryad couldn't voice it. Voice it out loud. And also you heard almost a whispering over the sound, which is why it, you, you struggled to hear it. Mm-hmm. Is it was almost it felt like there was a surface of over the over her voice. And she yeah, she says, You better run, uh, get away from them. My mind is not my own, and they will all turn on you. Okay. Okay. So yep. you have that information. Yes. And the two of you, Daria and Mantil, saw the other character's face go slack mm-hmm. and then reanimate. Cetus has reanimated with rage. Pure. He's actually, you can see he's going to go into a barbarian rage right now. Where is he aiming, though? Where is his... You, you, can he was standing tell? near you. You can't tell where can't he's going to go. Where he's going. Okay. Um, and then you, uh, Mantil, mm-hmm. see that Marosha's face is filled with fear and he's looking towards Duja. He's fearful of Duja. No, he's just looking at Duja. So okay. it's, it was slack face, fearful face, look for where Duja is. And did we see that this one's face also went slack? No, because, no, you weren't, we because weren't. she came up from behind. Yeah. Okay. Right. Okay. But and she's shouting crazy shit at you now. Yeah. <laughs> As she. As Leah um, casts about how it's a all a, orb. Uh, how it's all a conspiracy and. Oh, wow. 
Um, what does chromatic orb do? So you hurl a four-inch diameter sphere of energy at a creature that you can see within range. You choose, you choose acid, cold, fire, lightning, poison, or thunder for the type of orb you can create, and then make a ranged spell attack against the target. If the target hits, the creature takes 3d8 damage of the type you choose. Leah is going to choose fire. Okay. Nice. And she's going to aim it at... Merman. At Cetus. At Cetus. Oh, 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 <laughs> okay. Why are you attacking my What does he need to make? Uh, so you need to... Um, uh, didn't make it. 11. <laughs> Whatever it is, it the answer is 11. Okay. And if it if he hits, the creature takes 3d8 damage of the type you choose. Well, it did hit. So uh, 3d8. 3D8. Oh, that's one. There you go. Case two. 16. 16. There we go. Thanks, Carla. Cool. As Cetus takes 16 points she of just damage. just set him on fire. Yeah. <laughs> he said, hubby on fire. You're in trouble. And he lets out a roar of rage. Oh, Lord. And he shouts, you are trying to keep her from me. You and all your guild is trying to destroy my oh, love. love. And he... Wow is walking towards uh, Yulia to attack you, and he's drawn both his blades. He doesn't care that he's on fire. Wow. And that uh, Marosh rushes towards you, Duja, and he touches you and he casts Death Ward on you, which means you are protected from from dying. Oh, I was about to say. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, me too. I was like, this sounds very deadly. (laughs) And then he says... Do you think the dryad will transport you? I will protect you from the others. And he turns and draws his weapons. And he says, ask Lady Lestrana to take you back to the um, the Venati. The, the clan must know how the ghoul and the Simic have betrayed us. And then... Mantil's like, Wait, Mantil, what? what are you doing? <laughs> and okay, so Mantil, Mantil and Duja and Daria, what are you guys doing? Okay, Mantil's going to cast command uh, at a fourth level. Okay. So every time I cast command, people... So we're all within 30 feet of each other, right? Yes, we were you're all, all close in a group. now. Okay, cool. So she's going to cast command on Leah, who's spouting crazy nonsense, the centaur, who's also spouting crazy nonsense, <laughs> Cetus, who looks like he's gone crazy barbarian, is also on fire. So she's going to cast it on three of them because she was also looking at Diane. and Daya didn't go and you're not spouting babbles so mm. and by you I mean the monster <laughs> <laughs> so she's going to cast it sorry at a third level then because I don't need a fourth okay she wants to say swim swim yeah oh, yes, or we'll also swim. set Cetus not on fire anymore <laughs> I mean <laughs> We'll hopefully get whatever effect has affected them. The water will hopefully take away. So she wants to tell the three of them to swim. She would also like to try it on the dryad. Let's keep it at a fourth level then. Uh, but I the don't. Dryad's still in the roots are still the tree's roots are still in the water. Water. Okay. Yeah. So then she'll do it at a third level for the other three. Okay. Uh, do they have to make a saving throw? Target must succeed on a wisdom saving throw or follow the command on its next turn. Okay, so Cetus uh, got nine. No. Marosh might make it. Got 16. Okay. I got 19. 
So you still, you like, they are messing with her mind. Yeah. Mm. The fact that she is, it's because she doesn't understand. You need to get them away. Yeah. From, from the other guilds. Cetus is raging and he's coming towards you. And then he's like looking at the order and now he's moving sort of towards the water. (laughs) Uh, Duja, Marosha is standing in front of you and he's trying to almost back you up into the tree and he's calling, Lady Lestrana, Lady Lestrana, please accept uh, Duja and, and take her back to, to the Ventradi. The, the clan must know. Okay, how far away is Leah from me? Eight to ten feet, so close. Okay, I'm going to cast Charm Person on both Marosh and Leah. Just tell them to go swimming. <laughs> At second level. What do they have to do? They have to do a wisdom saving throw. Uh, or they get charmed by Dusha. Uh, they don't have to make that that throw. Um, as you start to cast it, you feel like something is blocking your spell, and usually it's only if they've already been charmed. Mm. Ah, you devious little minxy dryad. <laughs> can can I just ask a question? How far away is the dryad tree? Eight to ten feet, because eight to ten feet is the trees. So yeah, and then so close. the river's like twelve feet, fourteen feet away saying. because oh, okay. the trunk and then the river. So Marosha's drawn weapons. Is that correct? Marosha, but he he's holding them out towards you guys. Yes, and Leah so is still swimming? spouting nonsense. No one's swimming yet. Yeah, but who will be swimming? Cetus. Cetus is heading to okay, the water. The fire so one should be swimming. So <laughs> okay. So Cetus is walking towards the water. Okay, so that's fine. So because um, very angrily walking towards yeah, it's the rage. <laughs> Cross one, <laughs> splashing, okay. angry splashing. So, um, are you are you sorted? You um, I'm apparently <laughs> being pushed. <laughs> okay, yeah. all right. Okay, so I. I mean, am... you can say that because you you can tell the rest of the group if you want to that the charm. You were trying to do that and it didn't work? Um, in a very calm manner, Duja's like, I'm being pushed. Help. <laughs> being pushed? Isn't he My trying to push me towards the... He's trying to like pushing. shuffle you back oh. towards the, the tree. You know, like okay. when someone's like, get behind me. Oh, sorry. I That's what he's trying to do. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's just trying to look after you. So he's oh, just trying to push okay. you backwards towards the tree. Like, get behind me, get behind me. Okay. Oh, you should have been rolling that, madam. What? Yeah, she's so I apparently magic. have wild magic. Oh, please roll that uh, twice. So long. Okay. Well, um, just okay. Roll the so I, one, I we play hardball. I, as a monk, have um, two attacks. So the first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to attack. <laughs> so the first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to take my sort of like harpoon style spear, and I'm going to like flip it with martial arts to use the sort of like the blunt edge yeah, and whack Leah upside the head using stunning strike. So I'm spending wow. key to do this. So what that does is it inter- it interferes with the flow of her key, which means that she will be stunned for the next round. Okay. So I'm going to spend key to do that. And then in my second attack, I'm going to spend two key points to cast thunder wave at the dryad tree. At the dryad tree. Yes. Not only the tree. Okay. Okay, do it. 
Um, so I just have to spend the key points. It's okay, a, and it's then a roll, thing. roll the attack. The, the so attack. you are stunned. Lovely. Um, uh, what like, the they are just being yeah. very dumb. Leah, they are super dumb. <laughs> and they have been taken in she by the other guilds. Yeah, so Thunderwave is a... Guaranteed hit. A guaranteed hit. So they have to make a successful save on your spell casting. Uh, it's 12. So do we also have to do that? Are we in range of her? No, Thunderwave said... foot cube. So it says can, the cube, can so I can direct it. On the, on I can direct it at the tree. Only. No. It's 12, yeah? So yeah. damage is 2d8. Five. At that... Marosh is going to shout, you see how they are trying to attack and destroy Lady Lestrana? Can everyone who's not, so everyone except Leah, roll perception for me at a disadvantage? At a disadvantage? Yeah, because you're focusing on something else. Uh, 18. At a disadvantage? Damn. That's fantastic. Seven. As the fight starts to escalate. Cetus jumps into the water, but still turns around and is raging and is going to come back and attack Leah. Leah's stunned. Marosh is just trying to get uh, Duja to climb onto the dryad tree and is begging the dryad to leave and take, and take Duja with him and go and tell everyone about how the, the guilds are betraying each other and trying to, Break the guild pact. In this chaos, Daria, you see a cloaked figure slip out in a red cloak. And weirdly, even though it's partly cloudy, it's still quite visible. Their faces shrouded in shadow as they slip out and casually start walking into the distance. The dryad pops out from a tree in the grove. She's going to multiple trees? Oh, Lord. Okay. Uh, and she she comes back and she says, I was trying to cure the poison inside my mind, which is why I've been at this at this river for so long. What What is everyone doing? And then she says, uh, my children. And she jumps back to her tree and the tree branches start to enclose Duja and the centaur as she picks them and he and he shouts thank you lady lestrana we must warn everyone and cetus says when i'm through with you only daria will be alive and he pulls out his weapons and that brings us to the end of but the he's house. swimming he, he's gonna climb he's out the water swimming. he comes out he's dripping swimming. looking majest- <laughs> majestic yeah. and he almost <laughs> i must say his tail is gonna take a while to do <laughs> yeah he looks Majestic as he rises up out of the water, still uh, on his tail. <sighs> Show off. And he <laughs> says, Only Doria will be leaving here alive. The tree starts to move, heading backwards. Duja, you also spot a distant cloaked figure. And Does Matiel bring- seen anything? No. No, you're caught up in the fight. And that brings us to the end of this one shot. <laughs> Of the one oh. shot. <gasps> no, I must see. Oh, Lord. Guilds okay. within guilds within guilds because that's what Ravnik How much do you want to bet that's a Rakdos just causing chaos? In red, mm-hmm. I don't think it's Rakdos. Then who do you know. think it is? I think it's Ozov. House of Demir. <laughs> it could be Someone's Demir, right. actually. 
for me. Someone's right. Face shrouded in shadow, and we know Carla's love of Demir. Meh. That brings us to the end of this one shot. I hope you guys had a lot of fun. I had a lot of fun uh, playing with you. Denisha, thank you so, so much for joining us. Your character was divine. (laughs) And perhaps we'll see it again in future Ravnica Guild Wars because it looks like that's what has been started. A big thank you to Wednesday and Tristan who edit the podcast and to Veed whose music embraces our podcast. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Leave, let us know your theories below. Who was the, the shrouded figure? Let us know what you think, where you think the story is going. Did you enjoy it? Do you want to see more Ravnica? Uh, let us know. Also remember to share us with your friends, foes, families, and familiars, and rate and review us on your favorite and not-so-favorite podcast apps. And you can find us on all the socials at dumdumdie, or you can email us at dumdumdiepod, spelled D-U-M-D-U-M-D-I-E-P-O-D, at gmail.com. Also remember, we have a Kofi. We are trying to get to Gen Con, so if you'd like to, you don't have to. It's not obligatory, but if you'd like to buy us a coffee and help us get there, slowly but surely, that's how we will do it. Thank you so, so much for listening. Thank you guys for playing. And as always, I hope you have a most amazing week filled with adventure. <laughs>